Are you ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again? It's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. He who has a why to live can live through almost any how. This is one of my favorite quotes by Nietzsche because it really points to the fact that we can live through anything when we feel like our life has purpose. So what's your purpose? I'll tell you, trying to find my purpose took me years and lots of heartache and lots of depression and lots of anxiety. And it's why I do this work now, because I fundamentally know and believe that every single one of us is born for purpose. And yet I know how painful it is to not know what my purpose was or not even know how to define purpose. Welcome to episode three of the Purpose Girl podcast. What's your purpose? So when I was in my first marriage, I was desperate for purpose. I was 25 years old, living in a big house in the suburbs. I had a great looking husband. I had a good marketing job. I was doing everything that I had set out in life to do. And yet, I still had this emptiness inside. I just felt hollow. And it was like I just kept feeling like I wanted more. But what the heck did that mean? You know, I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm just not happy. I just wanted more. I just, isn't life supposed to be about something else? And I felt so guilty for feeling all of that because I had everything that I had ever wanted. And so what the heck did I mean I wanted more? You know, it was like, well, do I want more money? I mean, sure, more money would be nice, but I didn't really think that that was what I wanted. And I thought, well, do I want a different husband, a different city? And I tried all of that, right? I said to my husband, like, let's just move to New York or let's just move to Chicago. Or I tried switching jobs. I switched jobs like five times in the first six years of my career. You know, all I knew was just I felt empty. And I felt like I'm here for something, but I didn't know what. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've had the same thing, right? My dear friend, Rachel, knew from the time she was five that she wanted to be a doctor. You know, I was so envious of her. We were in high school when I met her, and I remember going to her house and walking into her living room, and there was a, there's a picture in her living room. I don't know if it's still there, but a picture in her living room of her as a little, little, tiny little girl with a, you know, with, with the stethoscope around her ears and putting it up to her dad's heart. Her dad is also a doctor. And they all knew Rachel always wanted to be a doctor. I was so envious. Like, why couldn't I be like that? I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. You know, I had so many different dreams and ideas. When I was a little, little girl, like when I was five years old, my parents had taken me to every single University of Michigan football game. And while they were like obsessed with watching the game, I was obsessed with seeing these like little people down on the field, 111,000 people in the crowd. And there were these teeny little people down on the field who got all 111,000 of us up on our feet yelling, go blue, right? The cheerleaders, they got us doing the wave and got us excited. And I wanted to be a cheerleader. So at some point in my life, I wanted to be a professional cheerleader. And that was well and good until I tried out for my varsity year of cheerleading and I didn't make it because I can't do the splits or a cartwheel. 
At one point when I was in high school, I wanted to be an OBGYN because I just wanted to help women be healthy. Like I had so many different interests, so many different talents. And for those of us who have too many interests, we want to be too many things. Sometimes we feel like we have no special talent. And it leaves us wondering, who am I? You know, what do I want to be when I grow up? Even when if you're 40, you're 50, you're 60, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, I'm thinking of a client of mine, beautiful woman who's 69, and she's a few years from retirement, and she's saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, she kind of fell into her career because the career she really wanted when she was younger, she wanted to be a stewardess. Then it was called stewardess. And someone in her family had told her that she didn't have the personality to be a stewardess. Of course, she has incredible personality, and I would love for her to be on every flight I'm on. But we, at every age, are going, well, who am I and what do I want to be when I grow up? And the research shows that this can leave us super frustrated and even depressed, right? We don't need research to prove that. But what the research is showing is that when you are searching for purpose up until age 23, it's actually fun. It's exciting, right? Like I started doing this career because I was a youth group advisor for high school girls. And they were so optimistic and so excited about their future. They were excited thinking about their purpose. And then the research shows that after age 23, right, when we start being 29, 30, 35, 40, and we're still saying, who am I? What do I want to be when I grow up? The research shows that that is highly linked to depression and anxiety and for some, even suicide. So on today's episode, we are talking about what purpose is, what it isn't, why the search for purpose has been so darned hard to find and to help you get on your path to purpose. And definitely stay tuned until the end because I'm going to share purpose power tips to get you started on your purpose. We are in the middle of a purpose epidemic and it is hitting every generation right now. Like I said, one of my clients who's 69, right? Baby boomer, she's an empty nester but she still has a good 20, 30 years left of her life and she wants those years to matter. She wants them to be doing things that light her up and make a difference and feel fulfilling and help her feel alive. Right? I'm in Gen X and we did everything that we were supposed to do. We followed the jobs that our parents told us to follow, whether that was being an accountant or a lawyer or, you know, IT, something that we were supposed to do. We did got married, we did everything we were supposed to do and yet we still end up unhappy. And of course, research, you can read this in Forbes, you can read it in a couple different places, research say that millennials, right, so folks in their 20s entering the workforce, want more meaning than money. And we're seeing with with Gen Y, those in their 30s, they're starting to have a third life crisis. And what is this all about? Well, the research is showing that what this is about is all of us wanting more than just simple achievement, right? So Abraham Maslow, one of the most famous psychologist ever to live in the 50s and 60s, he identified something that he called the hierarchy of needs, right? Like every human has five needs and the basic need is physiological, right? We have a need for food. We have a need for water. We can't live without sleep, those things. And then you go up each of his needs, each of these needs, and the fourth highest need is esteem. It's achievement. It's feeling like you have accomplished something, but that's not the highest need. The highest need Abraham Maslow identified is something called self-actualization. It's giving of yourself to something larger. It's being creative in your life. It is 
problem solving for something beyond yourself. And he identified then that once humans have achieved, we are still going to want more. And that more is inner fulfillment. And that's what we're all going for here. I know I talk a lot about happiness. But happiness, we have often thought of in Western wisdom as simple happiness, as simple pleasures, you know, wine, sex, more money, you know, food, vacations. And I love all those things. But none of them are going to give us long-term satisfaction in our life. Each of those has a short-term expiration date. And once you have it, humans, you adapt to it. That's what we know from the research. You have ice cream the first time you have it. It's so delicious, like a whole new Ben & Jerry's flavor. And then the third time you have it, okay, you know what it tastes like. It's good, but it's not the same pleasure. And so we want more and we want more. That's just human nature. That's dopamine in our brain. And so what we're really, in order to truly be happy, in order to have the fulfilling happy, deeply happy lives that we want, we need purpose. Research from the University of Illinois shows that more than any short-term or even medium-term amount of, of activity that can give you joy, can give you happiness, purpose above all of them is going to give you long-term satisfaction because even on a crappy day, and we all have crappy days, I have crappy days all the time, but if you feel like your life has purpose, then even on the crappiest of crappy days, you will still be satisfied with your life. And this proved so true. It's proven to me over and over and over again, but this proved totally true for me when I had a miscarriage recently, right? Like it sucked. It was painful. It was my second miscarriage. And at 43, I know time is running out to have a baby. And I was heartbroken and crying. And I thought, how am I going to live? And what I came to is how I'm going to live, why I'm going to live is because I have this larger purpose to inspire and empower millions of people to live their purpose. And so overall, even on the crappiest days, I knew that my life had greater meaning. And that's what I want you to have as well. But I know that purpose is hard to find, right? Researcher Kendall Bronk has found that, like I said, those searching for purpose when you yearn for purpose, when you want to know, why am I here? What am I all about? That search actually makes you more miserable because we feel lost without it. We feel depressed and frustrated while we're searching for purpose. And so let's talk about what purpose actually is. One of the reasons why searching for purpose, why purpose is so hard to find is because we're thinking about it all wrong. So we've been thinking about purpose as a thing, right? Like that it is a job title. We ask little kids from the time that they're like eight years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? My God, like how many little kids know, first of all. Second of all, it's like, I want to be myself. So rather than really encouraging a child to know who you, who they are, what they love, what they're all about, we're encouraging them to start thinking of what career do I want, right? At eight years old, nine years old at the family barbecue. Plus, how many job titles does a kid know? right? They know doctor, they know lawyer, they know astronaut, they know teacher, they know princess or fireman. And those are all awesome. But that's not purpose. But we get caught up in that from the time we're a little kid. And I call that the theory of the nouns, where we think that a noun is, we think that a purpose is a noun and it's not, right? We get screwed up around it. Purpose actually is a verb. 
And it can be a series of verbs. And it begins with the word to, to inspire, to teach, to uplift, to build, to create. We also get screwed up trying to find our purpose just with the word find. Right? Behavioral economics, Daniel Kahneman, he's got a theory called prospect theory. And basically it, it shows that loss hurts more than gains feel good. And I'll give you the example. When you need to find your keys, it means that your keys are lost. And if your keys are lost, if you're like me, you are in an all out panic, right? Like I even once, I went to the mall at Christmas time and I lost my car, I couldn't find it. And immediately it was like, oh my God. And if you could see my body language right now, I'm getting tense just thinking about it, right? My arms are like getting tense and my heart is starting to get faster and my brain is like starting to get really like tight and frustrated. This is what happens when we have to find something because that means it's lost. So if you're trying to find your purpose, you're actually making the situation worse for yourself because of the word find. So no more finding purpose, no more searching for purpose. Instead, I want you to shift to uncover. And I'm going to get into this more in a minute, but the idea of uncover or discover is the idea that your purpose is who you are. It is being your natural self and doing everything that's in your heart, impacting the world as your true self. But often that gets covered up because people have pressured you to be a particular job or because you felt like you were supposed to follow a particular path in life or because who you really were was not accepted. And I'll get more into that. We also get screwed up around purpose because we think it needs to be big or it needs to be like, you know, make massive impact. I had a client once said to me, Karen, I can't go live my purpose because I can't leave my kids and family and go save a village, you know, in, in a remote part of the world. And maybe she was, she was half kidding, but it was like, you don't have to. We have these beautiful examples of Mother Teresa and other people who that is their purpose. They, they, they are supposed to be on that kind of large scale, making that kind of difference. But purpose, like I said, is impacting the world uniquely to you. And so the world can be your family. The world can be and is your community. And so we're going to break that down. We also get screwed up around purpose because, or at least I did for a long time because I thought it had to be big. Like when I realized that I am here to empower you to know and live your purpose and I couldn't figure out the path, how do I do it, right? Like this is almost 20 years ago. I'd never heard of life coaching. I saw Tony Robbins speak once, like the major motivation, the, probably the most famous motivational speaker to ever live. I saw him speak and I was like, yes, I want that. But like, how do I become Tony Robbins? That's huge. And people would say to me, you want to be Oprah? I'm like, I do want to be Oprah. That is so true. Like the Jewish Oprah. But how? It was too big. And the last issue I see with our current way that we try to find purpose is that we think it's selfish. Maybe this resonates for you and you think you have so much in life, right? One of... Um, a dear friend of mine from high school, she saw what I was doing in the world. I haven't talked to her in probably 20 years. And she sent me a note on Facebook. And she said, I have three healthy kids. I have a great husband, beautiful house, a good, well-paying job. I feel like something is missing. And worse, I feel like a horrible person for wanting more. Right? We have this sense that purpose is selfish. 
And it is the complete opposite. It is other-ish. It is making an impact to something greater than yourself in a way that lights you up. So we need a new language and we need a new way of looking at it. Purpose is making an active impact in the world in a way that lights you up. It is being you fully in the world. That means being your goofy self, your spiritual self, your smart self, and not holding back. And it also means doing what's really in your heart and your soul. And you're going to have a different purpose than me because you have different strengths and talents and passions and experiences, and you have different circles of influence than I do. You know, my best friend is a social worker, and she says that she would never want to do what I do. She would never want to talk in front of thousands of people. But there is no comparison of purpose because the way that she is with her two boys, she puts a quote in their lunch every single day, an inspiring quote. From the time that they were little, she turned their toilet into a throne like a king, and she would had all over their bathroom mirror, be brave, be brave, be courageous, and all these like inspirational quotes. Now, who's to say that me speaking to a crowd of a thousand is any more or less influential? It's probably less than her speaking, her doing all of these inspiring, motivating, heartfelt um, purpose with her two boys. We're each needed and we're needed at whatever kind of level of system we are called to. So what we need to do, instead of trying to find our purpose, because remember, when you have to find your keys, it gets all frustrating, or trying to search for anything, we're gonna f- we want to shift to uncover. For most of us, if you're like a lot of my clients, you probably have forgotten who you are. It has been covered up. As an example, one of my clients came to me. She, um, we met because she actually was a pharmacist, and she pulled me aside and she said, you're a life coach, right? And I said, yeah. And she starts telling me in the back of the pharmacy how unhappy she was. And as we start diving into her life and into her story, she grew up in with, with parents who were immigrants from, um, from an Asian country where the focus was on education, and that's wonderful. And there, there were certain professions, according to her parents, that were acceptable, and she was the kind of little girl who was so exuberant and she loved doing cartwheels and she loved doing dancing and like she would dance all the time for her grandfather and her parents, totally thinking that they were doing the right thing, said no more cartwheels, no more dancing, you need to study, 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 study. And they did not want her to be herself. And so she ended up a pharmacist in a you know a white coat behind a counter and I can't think of kind of any less colorful job than that. Not saying that there's anything wrong with being a pharmacist, but she was so colorful as a little child and here she lacked all color. And as we got to the core of who she was and how it had been covered up because she wasn't allowed to be herself, and we started to kind of bring out who she really is, the colorful self, the dancing self, the exuberant, dynamic, be in front of a stage self, she became a model. Is actually an international model now. Another one of my clients grew up in a very, very, very small town where her father was the priest in the town. And she was getting all A's. She was the smartest one, getting the best grades in class. And her dad said to her, we we have to be humble. And so she took the message, I shouldn't be as brilliant or shine as much as I do. And again, these aren't like, we shouldn't like blame our parents. We're too old for that. So it's not saying 
you know, at this stage of our lives in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 20s, wherever you are, to blame your parents, but rather to get to the heart of where you are, uncover those layers, those stories that have held you back. And what happened to these two clients, and I know what happened to me, and probably what happened, maybe happened to you, and what happens to a lot of us is that we start becoming smaller, lesser versions of ourselves. We forget who we are. We get confused about what we want to do. My first year at college, I took my first creative writing course. And I found out, you know what I found out? I'm a pretty good poet. Like, my teacher, my professor was really in awe of my writing. And I remember saying to my parents, I think I'm going to be a poet. I think I'm going to major in creative writing. And with love, they said to me, you're not going to be a poet. Poets don't make any money. And I felt crushed. I felt small. I didn't have the courage then to say, I'm going to do it anyway and I'll figure it out. And so we get confused. We cover up parts of ourselves that seem wrong or unlovable or not able to finance our lives. And so no wonder we end up as adult women so depressed. Think about the word depress, pressing down your true self, pressing down your old dreams. Because we've become shells of ourselves, trying to live the lives that we're supposed to live. And then not to mention, we end up with so many responsibilities, right? Financial responsibilities, responsibilities of taking care of other people, whether those are parents, children, people in the office, our teams. And we're running around taking care of so many other people that we totally are not into in tune or in touch anymore with our true dreams. And so rather than trying to find our purpose, we need to get curious instead. Curious about who you are. Curious about when you have been at your best. Curious about what makes you feel lit up and alive and on fire. Curious about your true nature, your core strengths. Curious about what gets you so fired up and mad in the news that you are passionate or curious about what you wanted to be when you were a child and what that can tell you about life now. Curiosity, 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 because curiosity is like this appetitive, like positive state. Researcher Todd Cashton, who's written a book called Curious, you know, he he think he said it really opens up our brain because we become childlike as we wonder, hmm, I wonder what does bring me joy, hmm, I wonder when I have felt alive, and there were clues along the way. Like I said, it's kind of like a Curious George game of clue, right? Like who you were as a child, what you loved doing when you've been at your peak, your best, not because someone was giving you an award, but like because you were showing up in the world the way that you wanted to. Curious about the wisdom that you have learned from the traumas and tragedy of your lives, the wisdom that you could use to help others. My dear friend and colleague, Valerie Burton, says your purpose is how you have made someone else's life better because you're in it. So getting curious about that. I love that definition. And purpose is not one thing. It is not to be a mom or a dad or a teacher because we want to be many things, right? Like I used to be so stuck. What's my purpose? Because I thought, well, I want to be a speaker and I want to have my own radio show or TV show and I want to be a coach and I want to 
be a party planner. I had so many different things. And you know what? I've created a career where I have all those things, where I'm all those things. Because the purpose, the verb or verbs is the same. My purpose is to inspire, encourage, and empower you to go live yours. And I can do that in so many ways as a podcaster, as a speaker, as a coach. And you can too. You can live your purpose, your verb or verbs as a mother, as a partner, as in your current workplace. One of my clients, as we did our work together, we realized her purpose is to lift others up. Her dream was to support inner city girls in creating their own, excuse me, in sending them abroad. So she created her own nonprofit to send girls from the inner city abroad so that they could expand their worldview and have greater chance of success in life. She was so passionate about it. And she had her day job in digital advertising sales that paid her a lot of money, which was great. So I said to her, since we came up with this verb to lift others up, to lift others up, I said, great, how are you lifting people up in your office right now? How are you lifting up your team? Silence, deer in headlights. She was like, I'm not, (laughs) okay? How are you lifting up your clients? Right, so she had been focused on the tasks of her job rather than the greater purpose. So you don't even have to leave your job. You may, that might end up being the path for you, but you can shift it. So you also, we also can create our own inspiring work in the world, right? Purpose is multifaceted. And it's okay if you want a career, many careers and a hobby and family and time to relax because that is purpose. Your purpose is a verb and your purpose is bigger than you, right? Your purpose is impacting the world in some way or many ways. And the world, like I said, has multiple layers, your children, your family, your community, the world at large. And we each, it's like an ecosystem. We each have our own part to play. The key for you in uncovering your purpose is what is your part to play? And the important thing is that your part excites you. It lifts you up. It inspires you. Gosh, I have so many days. I'm in the middle right now of three weeks of travel where I literally was in Europe for four days speaking and playing. And then I came home for two days. And then I traveled to New York to do a radio show, came home for a day. And then I went to Miami to teach home for a day, and then I'm leaving tomorrow to lead a retreat in Mexico. So I'm in the middle of this like three week, there's a, it's not that I'm tired and I feel so fulfilled, which is different than when I used to be in corporate in, not there's anything wrong with corporate, but not living my purpose. And I was just exhausted. I was depleted, right? Like I'm not depleted. I'm tired, fulfilled. And it's, that's the feeling that we're going for. doesn't mean you won't work hard. You're going to work hard when you live your purpose. And it's going to fill you, right? It doesn't mean you won't have crappy days and do parts of work that you don't enjoy. There are lots of parts of my work I don't enjoy. And overall, the life satisfaction. And so what we want to do is to start peeling back the layers for you of what your true purpose is. What are the verbs for you in living your most authentic, your most alive life. And here are three purpose power tips for you. Number one, to start thinking about 
your 80th birthday party. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to sit back. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, do this now. If not, do it later, or you could do this without closing your eyes. And I want you to imagine that it is your 80th birthday party. And everyone that you love, everyone who you have impacted is there. And I want you to imagine connecting with all these people. If you have children, they're grown at this point. People who you've impacted at various stages in your life. And I want you to imagine who's there, what is the environment. And imagine that someone clinks their glass and stands up and wants to speak about you. At your 80th birthday party, what do you want people saying about you and how you have lived your life? She what? She inspired me. She created something that mattered to me. And then think about what you want to say about your own life. Imagine that you clink your glass and you stand up. So that is your purpose power tip number one. Purpose power tip number two is to think about one of the things that really helped me in my purpose was to think about all the things I had regretted in life. What did I regret not doing? I mean, when I was in college, I was basically married to my first husband. So I didn't go abroad. I had these dreams of going to Paris and I didn't do it because I was so afraid that maybe he would leave me, right? Maybe we would break up and maybe we should have, maybe that would have been the best thing, but I was too afraid. So I didn't go. And so I always regretted not living abroad. And so what information does that tell me? It tells me that part of my purpose, part of what lights me up is travel, is living in different places, is doing work in different places. You also can look at who you're jealous of. Who you're jealous of will give you so much information about your purpose and about things that, about what you want. And listen, if you're jealous of someone's material objects, okay, take that information. That could be something that would give you some momentary happiness, would give you a little bit. But often, you know, maybe you have envy, you know, that like I had envy for a long time that my friend Rebecca was living in New York City. And I thought, oh, well, it's just not for me because I have a job here in the Midwest. Well, that was information for me, right? So think about regrets or think about jealousies and see if there's any information there. And number three, if you have any inklings of some aspects, right, of purpose, you want to start where you are. And simply now, you know, as you discover your verbs and why you're here, you know, you want to really get clear on your strengths. I'm going to do a whole podcast on strengths and how you can know what your strengths are and tools for you to use to your, for your strengths. So as you know your strengths, as you get clear on your what your life experiences have given you in terms of wisdom, and I'm going to do future episodes about identifying that wisdom through the traumas that you've been through, as you get clear on that, you begin living that now, right where you are. I had a client or someone called me who heard me on the radio and she said, Karen, I've always wanted to, you know, share wisdom. I've wanted to, you know, inspire high school girls. And I said, great, start doing it. And she said, well, where am I supposed to do that? So I said, well, do you belong to a church? Do you belong? Like, where do you, what are you part of right now? Yeah, I belong to a church. I said, do they ever bring in speakers? Yep. Okay, great. Ask to speak. Right? It's like we don't have to make these like huge dramatic changes in our life. We can begin where we are. And so those are just three purpose power tips. And, and actually, I'll give you the fourth purpose power tip. I love giving out free tools for you to live your purpose. If you go to purposegirl.com forward slash free, you will get a free guide to living your purpose. 
And it's my honor to be able to do that. And of course, stay tuned to the Purpose Girl podcast because I will be coming out with a lot more tips and tools for you to live your purpose. And of course, interviewing women who are living their purpose in so many different ways so that we can all take a stand together that we are all Purpose Girls. And we are all out there living our true purpose, making the impact of the world that we were born to make. So with that, I hope you have a beautiful day. May you live purposefully, may you love yourself, and may you love life. Bye for now.